Welcome to the Cheyenne Vineyard Podcast, bringing you a message of hope for your everyday world. If you'd like to contact us, contact us at info at CheyenneVineyard.com. You can also find out more information about the Cheyenne Vineyard Church at CheyenneVineyard.com. Thank you and enjoy today's podcast. Well, um, where's Jerry at? There, there you are. Yeah, you had a word for me a, a few weeks ago, um, <clears throat> and it was about the armor of God, and I, I've kind of been chewing on that ever since, and uh, in our spiritual warfare series, we never really got into the armor of God, even though it's, it's very important. Uh, component of our understanding of, of spiritual warfare, uh, because um, I, I think there are a lot of Christians out there who who think wrongly. I, I would say that we we can battle the enemy with our prayers with spiritual warfare, praying and, and binding and loosing, and um, essentially protect ourselves from our own disobedience. And I'm, I'm here to tell you today that as nice as that might sound, and as, as, as good an idea as, as that, that might sound, uh, does not work. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, as I looked at Ephesians 6 and the armor of God um, over a, a couple weeks, I, I really kind of, in light of Jerry's word and in, in light of some other understanding, I, I think I really kind of looked at Ephesians 6 wrongly. Uh, as, you know, we, we were to put on the armor of God, because that's what the passage says, that, that we're to put on the full armor of God. But <clears throat> really what, what Paul is, is talking about is something that we have or something that the Lord intends that we have. It, it, it's something that he's provided for us. And it's, it's up to us to, to enter into the reality of, of the truth of what he's given us. So I, I hope that the Holy Spirit will shed a little bit of light on this subject for us because there there's there's one verse and really the whole passage from John 14 uh, that I think puts Ephesians 6 in in a right context for us and and the verse is John fourteen thirty. It's it's one that is not nearly as familiar to us as as it probably should be because I think it's one of the key verses in the whole New Testament for us if if we're going to live victoriously. And and here it is, John fourteen verse thirty. Uh, I've got it up there in English Standard Version and also in uh, New American Standard Version. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and, and I think we'll, we'll probably look at the whole passage here in just a second, but I want you to get this verse first. I will no longer talk, with, talk much with you, because the end was near for, for Jesus. For the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. That is someone who 
has completely entered into the armor of God. There, the enemy has no claim, and the New American Standard is a little more uh, literal. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has nothing in me. He has no claim on Jesus because he had nothing in Jesus. There, there was nothing in Jesus that was in agreement with the prince of this world. So the enemy had no ground. There, there was no little uh, place... <laughs> Where, where he could come in and, and have an opening. Yes. The, the armor was complete. He, he was completely covered. And that is where the Lord uh, desires for us to get. And, and we're not there yet. I'll, I'll just clue you in right now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, I want to be there. I know I'm not there. I, what gets us more there is the Lord exposing any agreement that we have with the prince of this world and, and us breaking that agreement and coming into agreement with Jesus, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, then, then that area of potential assault has, has been cut off. And, and today, what, what many of you participated in, uh, it was an invitation from the Lord for, for us to obey Him, and, and to, to cut off a, a potential area of entry. Uh, and <clears throat> boy, that's, that's what we want to do, is, is cut off Amen. those potential points of, of entry. Because he, he will leave the door open just a crack... The enemy will do this. So, so that we think we're okay in, in that area. And he'll, he'll save that for an opportune moment. <laughs> when he'll kick the door open <laughs> and, and we will discover that he actually had ground. And oftentimes too late. He, he will have gotten us somehow and and so we we want to uh, <clears throat> in instead of thinking that this armor of God is is something external to who we are <laughs> because I, I think that's what a lot of Christians have the idea of that that the armor of God is is something that's separate from who who we are, and and we can put it on or we can take it off. the The armor of God is is based on our character. It's it's based on <clears throat> how much of the nature of the Son of God. Has, has been brought forth in us. Is, is this a new way of thinking about the armor of God? It, it has been for me too, but I think it's been very helpful. And I, I pray that it will be for, for all of us. Because we, we know that from what Jesus just said, that... His, his character, his, his nature provides a, a way for the enemy to have 
No entry points. For, for us to be completely protected. And, and so, what, what needs to happen for, for us to, to enter fully into uh, putting on the full armor of God is, is for us to enter into the, the crucified life. Where, where our old nature has been overcome and, and we're, we're living from our, our new nature. And, and I'm, I'm speaking to, to where the Lord is, is going to take His church before He returns. Because he's promised us fullness, and 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 this this is a, another glimpse of of what fullness means for us as as the people of God. To to have fully put on the armor of God is is to have entered into the fullness. Of, of what it means to be in Christ. This, this, this is good. <laughs> it's, it's different. But, and thanks for being obedient, Jerry. Because <laughs> this, I, I mean, <clears throat> if, if we are approaching... The, the time of the Lord's return, if, if it's not that far away. And, and we don't know exactly how far away it is, but it sure seems to me like it's not decades away anymore. And maybe it's a decade away. Maybe, maybe it's considerably closer than that. I, I know that <clears throat> people keep saying that the Lord has told them that he's coming back soon. And yes, I heard people saying that back in the 1970s. But it seems like I hear a lot more people saying it now, that the Lord has spoken this to them. And uh, <clears throat> uh, there, there are some people who, who really feel like the Lord has told them that they would be here when he returns. And, and some of those people that I've known for quite some time are, are not young anymore. So, <laughs> anyway, chew, chew on that a little bit. Uh, I, I, want to, I want to look at that whole passage from John 14 so that we can get that verse 30 in context. And we'll, we'll look at the whole paragraph of what Jesus was saying. So John 14, starting in, in verse 25. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father." For the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me. But I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. So th this is 
This is some of the last words of Jesus before the whole uh, schedule of things leading to his crucifixion took place. And so what he said in verse 30 is, is really important in, in the context of what he had told the disciples was about to take place, which they still were having great difficulty understanding. But, but he knew. So we, we look at what, what Jesus said in, in John 14.30, that verse that I'm emphasizing. He's really telling his closest followers, look, the, the ruler of this world is coming for me. He's actually going to kill me. But, but this, this is actually good for you. <laughs> it's, it's not happening because he has any, any ground in me to, to take my life. I'm, I'm completely giving it of my own accord. That, that's really what he's saying in, in verse 30. Because they would look back on what he said in verse 30 in a few days and it would make more sense. Because he's telling them about how it was necessary for him to go back to the Father so that the Holy Spirit could be sent to empower them and to teach them all things and, and to be with them. And, and he, was, he was going to give his life, but it, it wasn't something that was outside of the Father's plan. That the reason that it was going to happen was because it was the Father's plan and he was obedient to the Father in all things. It wasn't because the enemy had a great plan and he was going to snuff out the one who was the hope of the world. <laughs> Which was what they would be tempted to think. <laughs> and that's, that's why he was saying what he was in, in verse 30. So, <clears throat> I think that's important for us to understand. So, then on, on to Ephesians 6, the, the passage about the full armor of God. Uh, Ephesians 6, we'll, we'll look at the last 10, or actually uh, just verses 10 through 20. It's not, it doesn't go to the end. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, because we don't fight according to flesh and blood, and because of who we are fighting, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore. <laughs> Does he want us to stand? <laughs> yes, he wants us to stand. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. Uh, 
in all circumstances take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains, that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. <clears throat> there, there's something interesting that I found when I, I looked at that word that's translated stand. Uh, <clears throat> it can also be translated abide. Now it's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not the same abide word from John chapter 15. Because that word can also be translated stand. But, it's interesting to me that there is quite a bit of similarity between those two words and I think it's, it's even helpful for us uh, to, to understand <laughs> the abiding in Christ that is required to stand. That we 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 won't be able to stand without abiding, and in abiding we will stand. That's that is a, a key, I think, to understanding the armor of God, and and understanding. <clears throat> the idea that it's it's like the armor of God comes from within rather than something that we put on the outside it it is within us but it it can't it can't come forth when our our soul is in charge because it it comes forth through an an abiding of our spirit with the spirit of the living god bringing forth the nature of christ in us that is the armor of God. Uh, so, given how Paul describes it, what, what does it look like in, in this context? And I, I think this will be helpful for us. Uh, <clears throat> Because one of the things that, that Paul is saying is his, his goal for the people that he was writing to was that even in the evil day, they would be able to stand. And understanding the, the abiding and standing relationship requirement um, it is something that comes from within because as as we approach the the time of great difficulty the time of persecution the, the great tribulation our our peace is is never going to be in circumstances, it, 
It, if it is, look out. Because <laughs> there, there's something that's not real going on. Our, our peace is, is going to have to come from within. And if it comes from within, it's, it's going to come from that abiding of our spirit with the spirit of God within us. And, and that is going to allow the peace that, that Jesus gave his disciples when he was speaking to them in John 14. He said, my peace I give to you. And it wasn't just to them. He gives it to you and, and me. And, I mean, looking at Jesus' life, his, his peace wasn't rooted in circumstances either. <laughs> I mean, truly, he had to have been the most misunderstood person ever on earth. <laughs> Really, uh, his, his peace had to come <laughs> from within. So anyway, let's, let's get on to um, the armor of God. The belt of truth. Truth is a person. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Are, are we more moved by truth or facts. <laughs> we we need <laughs> to be rooted in in the truth <laughs> because our perception, understanding of the facts can can be way off from the truth. <laughs> this this is this is key. So so th this is why this is where the armor of God begins. Is we we decide that that we're going to be held together with the one who is the truth. And and we're we're not going to let the the appearance of things steal our peace and and move us out of faith so <clears throat> this this is really important to to know that there's something higher than the facts And he is the truth. <laughs> and he is the one that we are to abide in. And as, as we abide in him, the belt of truth appears. <laughs> it's, it's just there to, to protect us from our misunderstanding of what we see. And, you know, this, <clears throat> this, this can apply to something like our imminent move. Uh, you know, I, I think there, there are probably uh, Christians people in different churches in the city who are kind of wondering about us. You know, uh, man, this, did they lose the favor of God? Or 
Are, are they under judgment or, you know, what, what's going on? Well, that's, uh, that's not it. <laughs> God, God is teaching us some things. And we, we need to receive what, what it is that he's teaching us in, in these lessons. And that reminds me of a really important point that I, I wanted to talk to you all about re- related to the move. Uh, Sunnyside Baptist Church is having a business meeting tonight uh, to consider our proposal for sharing space with them. I don't know exactly uh, all that the Lord is teaching us. I, I'm sure I'll have better. Jack. Um, it's, it's right on the corner of uh, Pershing and U.S. 30 and Cleveland. Uh, so, <clears throat> you know, we've, we've considered a number of options. Um, we, we had an opportunity... In, in this option to really help another church um, that's going through kind of a, a, an ebb as opposed to flow <laughs> uh, period. Uh, so we, we can bless them and, and help them while they help us. And uh, we, we just felt like this this was a kingdom thing for for both uh, a, a kingdom thing for them to be willing to share a kingdom thing for us to to help them out financially so uh, it it looks like uh, it, it will be a good thing so uh, after the meeting tonight I, I should have a pretty good idea of Weather will be moving there, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure uh, that that's going to work out. But we'll we'll probably announce this week some some days when when we will plan to move a, a lot of things because we we got plenty to move. <laughs> so sorry to stick that in the middle of the message, but I really didn't want to forget. And uh, <clears throat> now you kind of know what I know. Now, the breastplate of righteousness, moving on. Um, <clears throat> there's, there's a couple aspects of the breastplate of righteousness for, for us to understand. We know that truly... The righteousness that that we have in God's eyes is imputed righteousness. It's it's righteousness that's given to us, credited to us because of Jesus. We we are essentially credited with His righteousness, and. That understanding helps to protect our hearts from the accuser. That our standing with God is not dependent on our own achieved righteousness. And and, and that that that's a hard thing for people to get to to grasp now now the the other the flip side of that is that that our own right living our our own obedience to god is also important because it it does the same thing in terms of the accuser of the brethren. It protects our heart 
from the accuser of the brethren. But our, our standing, we must understand, is, is not based on our own righteousness. Our standing before God is because of Jesus. And he is our access to the Holy of Holies, to the throne. But our, our heart needs to be protected from the accuser of the brethren. And it's, it's when, see this, you, you all can understand how this plays out with the accuser of the brethren when, when he is the enemy. But it also plays out when the accuser <laughs> is a brother or sister in, in the Lord. Because if, if someone is attacking me personally, criticizing me personally, if, if I... Am my conscience is clear with with the Lord in whatever I'm being accused of, my heart is protected. I I can take it. Yes. Because because I know that the Lord knows and and He is my defender. Uh but if, if my own righteousness, my own right living and obedience is, is not uh, full <laughs> in, in that area, then, then I, I have no defense. And, and then I, I can use even that to move me to the Lord so that I, I can have that clean and, and taken care of and, and have that breastplate of righteousness come forth once again. And, and, and that, that's, that's a place of maturity that the Lord would have us all get to that we, we don't have to defend ourselves. Uh, the Lord can be our defender. And it's, it's way better when we let Him be our defender. So, um, <clears throat> having our, on our feet the readiness of the gospel of peace. This, this speaks to that passage in, in Timothy about being ready to preach the word in season and out of season and to speak the truth and, and, and to bring correction and encouragement and, and discipline to, to people as needed. If, if, we're, if we're abiding in Christ again, and, and we're, part of our abiding is remembering. Remembering all of the benefits of, of being a child of God. That's what makes us ready. If, if our focus is on that thing that the Lord wants us to do and we don't want to do it and we're just not quite ready to surrender that and our, 
are you ready to share the gospel <laughs> with anybody? <laughs> no, you're, you're not, because you're thinking, man, th this life isn't as good as people think it is, because... You know, all the commercials tell me I should have it my way. And I deserve it. And I want this. And I shouldn't want it. And see, double-mindedness does not make one ready. <laughs> Mixture does not make one ready <laughs> to share the gospel. Uh, so we, we have to fight that. We have to fight those things that, that harm our readiness to do whatever the Lord says. Because, you know, you and I, we're, we're not our own anymore somebody bought us and and the price was high <laughs> we weren't cheap and and so <clears throat> you know that goes back to the crucified life and and we we have to consider that I'm not my own anymore. I don't get to make all the decisions anymore. There, there are my ways and there are the ways of God. <laughs> and where, where, where the two do not meet, <laughs> he doesn't need to change. <laughs> right? <laughs> Because we're, we're getting to the place where the enemy has nothing in us. <laughs> so when our ways don't match up with his ways, we're the one that needs to change. And then we'll be ready. Now, the, the shield of faith, this, this is key because, uh, and, and even Paul points out how key it is. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. That seems like a pretty powerful tool right <laughs> yeah <laughs> cuz i mean he doesn't even say some of the flaming darts of the enemy he he says all yes. yeah <laughs> so <clears throat> how how do we get the shield of faith to appear <laughs> That's, that's what we want to know. Because if, if there was any part of this armor that we could just pick up and, and grab externally, this would be the one that we would want to. Right? <laughs> because it can extinguish all the flaming darts of the enemy. So, <clears throat> there, there is a part for us in taking up the shield of faith. And it, it is hearing from the Lord. That's, that's really our main part in taking up the shield of faith is because faith comes by hearing and hearing what God said. Hearing the word of God, which is what God said. So... This even goes back to 
the belt of truth because there's there's a there's an overlap here i think and again the difference between the facts and the truth the the shield of faith comes forth when the facts don't cause our faith to waver then it's it's there and and this this is where the lord wants to get us such that what what we see doesn't affect what we believe because if if god said something that is in apparent contradiction <laughs> to what we now see which one is going to change <laughs> and notice how i phrased that <laughs> apparent contradiction <laughs> because we know in part and we see in part we understand in part this this is how eve should have overcome the temptation of the enemy in the garden well no that isn't what god said actually <laughs> what what he did say was this <laughs> and again this this is why i encourage you so often so many times to journal everything that god says to you I mean I I can't overstate the importance of that because we're we're so forgetful. And when the enemy if you don't write it down and the enemy comes against what the Lord said and and he tells you something that's 90% close to what God actually said how will you fight that will will you say well that sounds pretty close to what the lord said um how how else will you fight that cuz we we need to be able to fight yeah. that cuz that's going to extinguish how many of the fiery darts of the enemy <laughs> all of them so yeah our our faith has to be rooted <laughs> in in our our knowing of god and in our our knowing what he said and you know i <clears throat> i believe there is a harvest coming to shyan and the lord's preparing us to be part of that and we're going to we're going to be so busy we we won't know what to do and we'll have to rely on the holy spirit <laughs> cuz otherwise we'll we'll just like we won't know what to do that, that's that's the thing so some some things that that we need to uh participate in i guess in 
having our, our shield of faith. Uh, Hebrews 11. We, we must believe that the Lord rewards those who diligently seek Him. We must believe that He is <laughs> first and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. And, you know, the, the Lord wants us to see what is not <laughs> as though it is because He said that it was. And, and in, in difficult times that, that are ahead, we, we must be rooted in an understanding of the goodness of God and that even in persecution, in tribulation, that he will use the least severe means to bring the greatest number into his kingdom. And, you know, if the Bible actually says that anywhere, I haven't found it. <laughs> but we, we have to know the goodness of God um, and, and have that settled with, within us. Because, you know, I, I, I talked about some, some different levels of love today, and, and, and the Lord's level of love is, is so high that He will not withhold any difficulty from us that will do us good. And, you know, as, as a parent and, and now a grandparent, uh, I, I kind of have to look at myself and say, man, do I love my own kids that much? Because I would have rather shielded them, protected them from certain things that actually probably would have done them good. So when, when we're in the midst of those times ourselves, the, the shield of faith is, is our deep internal understanding that no matter how difficult this thing is that I'm going through, God in His love is allowing it because it's going to work something in me that has value. And, and really, the harder it is, <laughs> the, the more likely that it has eternal value. So, I think the last couple are um, are pretty quick. So I'll I'll actually make it through <laughs> today. The helmet of salvation, and <clears throat> the hel helmet of salvation. We we need something to protect our thought life. Right? We're, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. Look at the way Paul describes the helmet. It's, it's the helmet of salvation. How, 
how fully do, do you understand everything that you got with your salvation? This, this is, <clears throat> I, I recently have been looking at, at this book that I read quite some time ago. Uh, Rick Joyner um, wrote a book called The Final Quest. And there, it, it's, it's a, a real interesting <laughs> kind of allegory. At, at the first time I read it, it, it really didn't speak to me all that much. But <clears throat> when I came back to it this time, it, it has been speaking to me quite a bit. Uh, and one of the things in in that book, there's there's I don't really even want to get into the story, but there's because uh, <clears throat> then, then we would be here another half hour. But but there there are people who on on this mountain of God who who only progress to certain levels. And and like the the basic level is is the level of salvation. Well, it it wasn't really a bad thing for people to stay on that level for a really long time. To to uncover all of the the vast riches that are ours in our salvation. And as as I have been meditating on the armor of God in in light of just recently looking at, at that book, uh, there's something here that if if we can come to a, a deeper understanding of all the amazing benefits that we have in our salvation and, and come to deeper revelation of, of what it means, not just for us in the future, because for many of us that's that's how we, we got into the whole thing is... <laughs> Eternal life in, in heaven. This this is great. Okay, where do I sign? Uh, if if we can meditate on what we truly have in in our salvation, I, I think it will protect the battleground of our mind. And I, I think that may be what what Paul is saying here. Uh, in speaking of the helmet of salvation, and 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 for us to truly be be rooted in what what is there, I mean the the forgiveness of sins, the receiving the righteousness of of Jesus. Becoming a new creation. I mean, those those three ought to keep you busy for a few weeks. And and just just meditate on on the what what that means. I mean, every sin that we ever have committed or will commit is is forgiven and and we're we're seen according to the righteousness of someone else who was perfect I mean meditate on that and then let the enemy try to feed you some lies about yourself oh yeah <laughs> really well just <laughs> Thought you're you're captive, you're you're out of here. 
<laughs> I'm not going there anymore. Yeah. And then the sword of the Spirit, the, the offensive weapon. And we, we all want to take part in, in the offensive weapon more, yeah. right? Yeah, we... Don't, don't you want to have the, the word of the Lord for whatever situation? That's the sword of the Spirit. Because it, it just... And, and again... It's, it's not something external that, that we can pick up. It, it's, it's within us. The, the Spirit of God is, is within us, and our spirit was made to live in communion with, with the Spirit of God. And we, we just need to allow the Lord to break us enough so that that spirit life can flow out of us. And, and that is the sword of the Spirit. It, it can bring life into any situation. It cuts to the dividing of soul and spirit, which is exactly what needs to happen. Because <laughs> when... When that doesn't happen, then there's a mixture of soul and spirit. And, and we're trying to learn how to get out of that mixture and, and, and let, it, let it be more of the pure spirit of God that's, that's at work. And so on Sunday mornings early, we're, we're trying to learn to flow with what the Holy Spirit's doing. And so, I mean, that doesn't happen in a week or a month, right? <laughs> how far have we come so far and how long have we been following the Lord? I, it, it takes some purposeful pursuit and practice. And, and so that's what we're trying to learn together. Because we, we want, I mean, ideally, we, we want to learn to flow like that as, as a body, not just as individuals. And praying in the Spirit at all times strengthens our, our spirit. So, I hope that was helpful. It, it sure has given me a different way of, of looking at the armor of God. It, I mean, the encouraging part is we have it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's within us. And, and so let's abide yeah. and, and let it just be there. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Father, I, I thank you that you have provided everything that we need according to your riches and glory. Uh, everything in Christ for us is yes and amen. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. And Lord, I, I pray that you would <clears throat> give us revelation to abide in you more that we might stand in the evil day. Uh, just bring forth your nature in us and, and then the, the armor will just be there. 
with no cracks, no holes. Help us, Lord, to hang on to truth, to hang on to what you've said, to trust you at all times. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you guys be blessed. Put on the full armor of God.